If you decide you want to be the best at something or you want to be way better, you will have to face adversities. Mm -hmm. So put yourself in positions and set goals that will force you to, to consistently do it. So mental, emotional, and spiritual is the same deal. I'm not saying to go and seek more adversity than you can handle. What I'm saying is incrementally challenge yourself at the level you're at. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, we got some questions? Yes, we do. Hammer them. All right, the first one. In what ways do you audit yourself to check in how much you're avoiding adversity? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I think some adversity is unavoidable. I would ask, okay, I think it's probably this. Going back to the three zones. Are you in your comfort zone? Are you in your learning zone? Or are you in your anxiety zone? A lot of what adversity is, is you stretching from the learning zone to the anxiety zone, figuring out the lesson and then going into the learning zone to figure out what is, is it a weakness? Is it a lack of action? So you have to figure out first what it actually is. But I would say understand what zone you're actually in. Many of the adversities, the panic attacks in Florida for me, the panic attacks in Arizona at the Brennan Burchard event, genuinely not being able to breathe in Florida when we're trying to eat burritos with Eddie Panero. Those things were anxiety zone moments for me that made me go back to the drawing board. But there's also been some adversities that were like, it was a lot, but I was still in my learning zone. So I would say that. What zone are you in? What zone are you living in at that time? One thing that's interesting is, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I do. You you had ended up quitting smoking marijuana during those panic attacks. Yeah. And that's actually stayed for the most part. You know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing what can happen when, when you work to overcome adversities. So how often do you check in with your adversity? I think was the question, the original question, Amy. Yeah. Okay. I would say every single day for me personally, and I might be unique on this. I'm not sure, but for me, okay. After this meetup, you know, it's been a really long day. We've recorded three other episodes. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to have a moment after this where it's like, ah, that I'm so, I'm so cooked. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. And we still have the post mastermind or post meetup feedback call with the whole team too on my drive to the gym. But I'm also going to have this other moment. Okay. So part of me is going to want to pack it in. There's going to be a part of me that wants to go and just relax. But then there's this other part of me. There's this other part of me that checks in with my relationship to adversity and goes, you know what, Alan, and this is a real conversation I have with myself, you're going to regret it if you don't maximize your potential. Do you believe that you're better off packing it in or do you think you can do this? Do you think you can go to the gym? You don't have to stay for an hour, but just go and see how it goes. I have that, I rumble with myself. Brene Brown talks of rumbling, being vulnerable. How vulnerable are you with yourself? Are you willing to have that tough conversation with yourself of like, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. I absolutely can do this. 
Now you got to check in, like Kevin said, with the zones. If you're way in the anxiety zone and you, you know, don't go to the gym if you're already injured, right? You need to rest. But if you're not and you're just letting yourself off the hook all the time, you got to understand that you're leaving some of your own unique greatness on the table. No one can tell you what your greatness is. Only you know. Only you know what you're capable of and you got to check in with that. And it's the goal you have too. I think that's an important distinction of understanding that your goal will take something different than my goal or Alan's goal. It's, it's a sliding scale. So what you might have to overcome might be way different than Alan or I. Right. right. It might not be being a broke entrepreneur, not being able to pay the bills years ago when we were doing this. It might be for you. It might be doing a next level live where it's like, oh, this is way out of my comfort zone. But I also know it's something that'll help me grow. So if you're too comfortable, I think it's good to find controlled adversity. I think that's a good way to put it. Mm. Next question, Amy. Do you think you have to grow up with adversity to truly understand the value of it? Or is there something anyone can own, even if they grew up in a, in a relative comfort and ease? I think, <laughs> that's an interesting question. That's a tough one. I would say if you, okay, how do you build confidence? You decide in advance that you're going to do something and you prove yourself right. If you want to build, it's grit, really. Like what, what is built when you have adversity through childhood is grit. It's perseverance. It's never quit. That's why I have it tattooed on me because I had somewhat of a rough upbringing without having a dad. I think if you decide in advance that I'm going to do things that are hard but necessary and fulfilling, I think you can, I think you can build it. The problem is most people don't have the necessity. Like why would you intentionally make life harder than it's ever been unless there's a giant why attached to it? I, again, I was gliding through life. Life was pretty easy in terms of going to work, making money, you know, hanging out with people, smoking weed, eating pizza, working out, that sort of stuff. When I started this journey, my life got harder, but more aligned, right? What I do is way harder in terms of the comfort zones, in terms of what I've had to learn, the level of growth I've had to have, but it's also the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. I would say, yes, it is possible, but you have to decide that you're going to accomplish something greater than yourself. So you'll have to become more than you currently are. And that will force you to face all the adversities and have the never quit attitude. If you decide you want to be the best at something or you want to be way better, you will have to face adversities. Mm -hmm. So put yourself in positions and set goals that will force you to, to consistently do it. So I'll answer this one with the four S's that we talk about. And uh, we've talked about this before, but it's really important to understand these. The first one is sacrifice. The second one is struggle. The third one is suffer, and the fourth one is success. I think that people who didn't struggle or suffer from a young age will always feel maybe a little less uh, less comfortable in suffering and struggling. I remember I was in middle school, and I, I was, at the time, winning every cross-country meet um, for a short time. And my mom would ask, like, how do you win every time? I don't get it. And I said, I can suffer more than anyone else. And... I still think that's kind of true. To, and that's I'm not saying to do this. <laughs> um, maybe your goals don't require that. But I do think there's some truth to, to an evolutionary adaptation of suffering. So let me, let me explain. Your body and your mind and your heart and your soul will not adapt without any adversity. They, they literally won't. So when you go to the gym and you lift your muscles, you've got to get to the point of pain and struggle and honestly suffering at least sometimes, if you want your body to get stronger. 
we know that with physiology, but do we know that mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? So, for example, uh, I did electrical and computer engineering back in college, and and it was like unreasonably brutal. Okay, and for anyone who's an electrical and computer engineer out there, it's like one of the hardest disciplines on the planet. It's so challenging. At least for me, it was it was brutal. I failed my first class. My I was straight A's in high school. And I failed my very first electrical engineering course. And I still stuck with it and somehow graduated with high distinction. Thankfully, I had the smartest people in the world around me, which was amazing. But I don't know if you can teach that. I I think that that was... Here's what I'll say as well. If you struggle with self-belief, you most likely won't suffer. Because when you're in pain, and I use my triathlon as an example of this. I did a triathlon, and I'll be short about this. But at the beginning, I sacrificed. Okay, it was a whole Saturday. Okay, then I, I struggled. It's a 14-mile bike, it's a half-mile swim, and it's a 5K run, I believe, which is like 3.1 miles. And it's brutal. It's not, it's not fun. Some people have fun doing it, but it's like pretty painful, I believe. It was very painful for me. I didn't train for it. I just kind of did it. And there's this one part during the run, because it's, it's swim, then bike, then run after the swim you can barely you're like waddling up these stairs you get on a bike and then after the bike you run and it feels like you have bricks in your shoes and I've told this story before but there's this one part where it really did turn into suffering and I realized in that moment that there's nothing about this that is even remotely reasonable this is like terrible this is so much pain I'm in so much pain but at the end, with all the fulfillment and all the joy of look, that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of accomplishment is in direct correlation to the amount that I suffered. And so, long story long here, if you didn't grow up in adversity, you're going to have to create your own. And what I mean by adversity is challenge. You've got to seek challenging things. If you don't seek challenging things, you're not going to grow. I remember one time when I first met Emilia, I asked her, like, can you grow without challenge? She's like, no. I said, okay, well, can you have challenge without pain? She's like, no. I'm like, I know, right? Growing pains. That's why we've done that episode like seven times. It's been many. It's been many. We did another one today, by the way, kind of. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest issues for our listeners that we've seen is not everybody has people in their corner trying to lift them to the next level. And even the people who are trying to help don't always know how. That's why Kevin and I created Next Level Group Coaching. It's a three-month program on teams of 10 with all people committed to achieving their goals. Click the link in the show notes for more information. And we only take 10 people at a time, so make sure you get in quick. And so the answer is, if you didn't grow up in adversity, that's okay. You can build it, like Kevin said, but you've got to be proactive. You've got to shoot really high. And remember, high goals will create adversity. If you don't want to do much, you don't have to be that challenged. Boom. What's next, Amy? What do you believe is your biggest adversity right now, and how are you currently working to overcome it? Oh, boy. How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? (laughs) Biggest adversity right now. I would say it's probably getting to the next level of business success. So Taryn and I are getting a new – we're actually moving Saturday, so I'm overwhelmed by that. Uh, So that's a thing. I just got a new car because my engine blew up, so that's more expenses. So I would say – Alan and I really focused for the first three years or so on character and making sure that when we get the level of success that we believe we're going to get, that we don't lose ourselves in it. I would say now it's getting the level of success that we believe we're, I don't want to say ready for, but believe that's necessary. Like I believe it's, it's necessary for us to 
be uber successful in order to impact as many people as we want to because the most important part of business is staying in business. So I would say that. I would say business and making sure that we're growing with clients and all of that. Finances. My biggest adversity is what it's always been, uh, which is trying to help my loved ones maximize their potential. And what I'm learning is that not everyone really wants to do that. And it's hard for me at times to to be okay with that because I know I see so much in so many people. I see I see so much greatness in people. And and for me, it's hard to kind of not want to pour into that. But that's also why we do what we do, right? So uh, that's my adversity. And whether it's family or whatever, I think that right now my greatest adversity is trying to close the door so to speak, on relationships that don't really want to maximize their potential at the rate that I do. And again, that's nothing against them. They, everyone should choose their own life, you know. Uh, but that is a big challenge for me because I, I love so deeply and I, and I believe so deeply in people's potential, for sure. I want to add one because I feel like that one was good, but I want to get more specific. I would say, and Alan and I have talked about this behind the scenes, comparison when it comes to Alan, me comparing myself to Alan, has been a, a heavy one lately because I'm realizing how one in a billion Alan is. And I might be pretty damn good at a lot of things, but sometimes it's overwhelming to feel behind when it comes to Jeff. And I think as we level up, I think that'll... I don't know. I don't know if that's anything that'll ever go away because that's kind of my modus, modus operandi. What is that? Mean? I don't know. I heard it in a movie. <laughs> um, Appreciate I, you. I, I think that's what it is for me is I don't compare myself to many people because you know, a lot of times I'm the mentor or the coach, so I feel good about it, but the person I'm around more often than not is Jeff too, and I think it's hard not to compare yourself to your business partner, but yeah, I would say that. Belief. I think belief is always going to be my biggest adversity, because as I get more successful, I'm going to say, like, do I really deserve this? Did I really earn this? Am I really capable of sustaining this? That's a, that's a fear I have. Appreciate the kind words, man. Of course. Thank you. Always. What else you got, Amy? I understand how to use adversity as a motivation, but do you believe that some kinds of adversity are assigned to take a step back? For example, mental health adversities and struggles. Ooh, I think that's a question that is going to be deeply personal for each person when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to depression, when it comes to mental health. And if there are life-threatening thoughts and or circumstances, you have to fill your cup first. That's why a lot of the, the self-improvement, grind your face off, don't sleep, it doesn't matter, be broke, it's good, it's good for some people. Alan is a natural-born entrepreneur. I believe that. He doesn't, have a high, he doesn't need a high level of certainty. But there are people out there that do not do well under those conditions. Gary Vee talks about this. He says, yeah, being an entrepreneur, having this, having that is very sexy. What people don't talk about is my CEO friends who have committed suicide because they're they find success and they're not happy or they're so overwhelmed or they're so broke or they're so overworked. I think you have to be extremely self-aware to figure out, is this harming me or is this doing me good? There is a good level of stress that will force you to grow, but there's also an overwhelming level of stress that can do things to you that aren't good. I joke about that with Alan. Like There are parts of myself I don't know that I'll ever get back because of this journey, but I'm also, I have a different relationship with adversity than a lot of emotionally driven people. 
I'm, again, I have a never quit tattoo on my, my arm. So like that's something I signed up for. I think it's deeply personal and it, it re- relies on a very, very specific and high level of self-awareness. But my answer is it can be toxic if you do it too much, for sure. The question I would ask myself if you're out there asking that question is, am I fulfilled? Am I fulfilled to me is a more important question to ask yourself than whether or not you're, you're enjoying something. Uh, so for example, there are certain things that I do that I don't enjoy, but they fulfill me because I know I'm maximizing my potential. So imagine a workout that's brutal, tough workout, weight training, right? Just really painful, but you feel fulfilled after cause you feel good about yourself. You feel like self-esteem. We've all been there. The, the pain is worth that, but, but if you did that every single day and never took any breaks, you might get injured. And so it comes back to that idea of like only you know the level you're at. And I'll use this super simple analogy. So uh, if if Kevin squats 300 pounds, that's fairly in his comfort zone. If I squat 300 pounds right now, I'm going to potentially tear my left knee because I'm just not ready for that. So mental, emotional, and spiritual is the same deal. I'm not saying to go and seek more adversity than you can handle. What I'm saying is incrementally challenge yourself at the level you're at. And Kevin didn't start at 300 pounds. When he was 16, he probably started at, you know, I don't know, 90 or whatever. So just just remember, it's incremental over time. And that's also why comparison can be dangerous if you're looking at people 10, 20 years ahead of you. Boom. We got another one, Amy? We can hammer it quick. Yes. If I was raised with an easy life, how do I change the mindset? Mm. I would say... Okay, if you were raised with an, an easy life, the people who raised you probably had a very challenging one is probably the answer I would give. And then I would say, like we said, seek challenge. Find a way to proactively do things that are hard and reap the benefits of them. Find necessity, find a purpose greater than you, set goals that require you to get out of your comfort zone and understand this. Conflict is required for growth the level of growth that you get to will be directly correlated with the level of conflict that you go through to get there. So if, even if you had an easy life growing up, I would say, are you happy with where you are in life and what will it actually take for you to get to where you want to go? Mm. I would ask yourself, am I fulfilled? If the answer, if I'm from zero to 10, how fulfilled am I with my life right now? If your answer is 10, you don't need any of this. (laughs) You don't really like that's wonderful. If you're a super, if we were all super fulfilled, I believe fulfillment is the soul's recognition of alignment with its destiny. So for me, I'm not fulfilled without challenge in my life because I know I'm here to grow and maximize my, my potential and contribute at the greatest level. I know it in my own heart. That's, that's me. I don't know if everyone has that. I genuinely don't. I do believe all of us want to grow and contribute more than we are. That's my belief. But if you're a zero, if I say from zero to 10, how fulfilled are you with your life right now? If you're at a 10, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. Figure out why you're at a 10 and keep it at a 10. If you're not, and I ask Emilia this question often, we go on T-walks and I say from zero to 10, how fulfilled are you in your life right now? She'll say 8.5. I said, okay, the Delta is 1.5. What would get you closer to a 10? And usually it has something to do with contributing at a greater level or growing or, oh, our fitness goals. We're not as dialed in as we could. That's us. And maybe we're weird, I don't know, but I think that at the end of the day, that's the litmus test. I've, I've had a life where I was seeking pleasure at the expense of fulfillment 
prior to my car accident at 26. And I had regret. I had regret when I, when I had had to face the idea of potentially, uh, potential death. And I think that this is what we'll end on. I've never heard someone say, oh, I really wish I grew less. I really wish I exercised less. I really wish I was more unkind. You know what I mean? There's certain universal virtues that are just true. Uh, You're never going to find someone say, oh, I really wish I smoked more cigarettes. I really wish I drank more. I really wish, and again, nothing against people who do those things. It's your choice. It's your life. But at the end of the day, you're not going to regret exercising more. You're not going to regret serving at a greater level. You're not going to regret donating to a charity that you care about. You're not going to regret helping kids. You know, only you know your purpose. And if you did have an easy life, there's a way to proactively seek challenge that's going to fulfill you. But if you're already fulfilled, keep doing what you're doing and figure out why. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, if we didn't get to your question, just make sure next week you put it in as soon as humanly possible because we'll probably go from the top to the bottom of questions. So if we didn't get yours, put it in first. Next week, we will get it. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. And we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you here next week. We'll talk to you if you're listening to this sooner than that, probably. Talk to you soon. Thanks again, Amy. Appreciate you. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.